Welcome to Upwell, the podcast. I'm Sarah, and this is my beautiful co-host, Katie. As fellow female entrepreneurs turned friends and now business partners, we are so happy you're here. With every episode, it is our sole purpose to share authentic conversations to inspire your personal level up. Take our curiosity at your best intentions and flow with us in the Upwell. Hey guys, welcome to Upwell the Podcast. I am Katie, and as you can see, I am on my own today for this episode. On occasion, Sarah and I will be hosting solo episodes on topics that are a bit more near and dear to us. Um, and today, I want to share something with you that is something I have been committed to this past year, um, and it's something I like to call my daily five or my five S's. It is intentionally taking time, sometimes just five to 10 minutes, um, usually about 10 is what I like to strive for, um, to practice these five things. And you can combine some of them together um, and others I like to, to take each one on their own for a, its 10 minute time frame. So um, it doesn't require money, equipment, or anything other than your time and your commitment, which I think is a great thing Anytime you can do something for free like this uh, to improve yourself, to improve your mental health, to improve your physical health. Um, it's five concepts that I've come to realize that are pretty hard for a lot of people. Um, and I've intentionally made the effort to reconnect to being, you know, just in my in my own body and really taking inventory of how I'm feeling. And these five techniques have allowed me to kind of conquer uh, that quest. So first up, silence. So silence for a lot of people can be very, very difficult. Um, understandably so. We live in a very loud world. It's almost double in loudness to what our ancestors lived in. Um, loudness was instinctually a a response to assess danger. It created a, an instinctual or a stress response of cortisol increase to assess danger. Otherwise, our ancestors really lived in a pretty silent world. Um, could you imagine silence all around all the time? For a lot of people, that would probably make them pretty uncomfortable because we've become so conditioned to the noise that we are constantly in. So, Increased noise, like I said, can increase your cortisol levels. So increased cortisol levels can lead to heart disease. It can lead to fat gain. It can lead to hair loss. It can lead to so much more. So really taking the time to sit in silence um, and make it a daily practice can be something that is not only beneficial for you on a physical level, but on a mental level as well. How I like to create my silence is I like to drive in silence, no radio, no music of any kind, no podcast, no nothing, just sitting in silence and kind of letting my mind wander, letting my mind drift and go and, you know, see where it takes me. And the creativity that has come with that has been profound, not only on a personal level, but on a business level. Um, it has allowed me to create and grow my business and create even this podcast. Um, just through, you know, sitting and kind of just letting my thoughts wander and not consuming myself with some sort of, of noise or some sort of sound that kind of clutters my mind and interrupts my thoughts. Number two on my list is stillness. So stillness is probably the hardest one of the five. Um, I have an insane work ethic. And for me, 
uh, I constantly want to go. I'm constantly wanting to move. I'm constantly wanting to fidget. Hence me talking with my hands all the time. Um, but I take 10 minutes before going to bed every single night to focus on my breath, feel my heartbeat, do a body scan and really just take a really close look at how I'm feeling. By tapping into this, I am able to really listen to what my body is telling me. It's, you know, is it telling me, it, do I need water? Do I need to relax my neck and shoulders? Do I need to, you know, uh, assess how I'm feeling? Am I anxious? Am I depressed? Am I excited? Am I scared? Um, really kind of understanding and allowing my body to feel those emotions from a place of love. Um, but I have to take the time and sit in the stillness in order for myself to feel this, to understand what I am feeling. Um, am I content in the moment? And, you know, that can be a lot harder for, a, it can be harder for a lot of people than it sounds. So really just start slow with it. And my biggest thing that I always suggest is to start with the body scan. The body scan is one of the best things that you can do when learning to sit in stillness. And stillness can be combined with the silence. I actually suggest that. I actually suggest the two being practiced together. Um, because again, the stillness of the body, you're trying to quiet everything, but you also need the sound, you know, the sound level to be pretty much non-existent in order to really hear what your body is telling you. So in a world where we feel like we have to be like engaged all the time and constantly getting that dopamine hit, um, sitting in stillness actually can be very beneficial to your physical well-being as well. It can lower your blood pressure. It can deepen your breathing. Um, it can slow your heart rate. It can regulate your body temperature and it drops your cortisol levels. So those cortisol levels I just talked about a second ago can actually be reduced by just sitting in stillness as well. Um, so again, combining the stillness and the silence together um, is really a great way to improve your physical well-being. Another part of stillness for me, though, is the mental side of it. Um, sitting in stillness is actually, for me, a very humbling practice. Um, sitting on a park bench or sitting outside in nature or sitting somewhere where I can just observe the world around me it always tends to bring me to a state of mind that makes me realize how small i am in this world and for me i enjoy that i enjoy knowing that there is so much more going on around me um but i am an i am an intricate part of kind of the web of life however this awareness can be in, can be humbling, but it can also be empowering. So it can really uh, make you feel and see what you truly want out of life. And I feel a lot of people that I interact with on a daily basis seem to be, in a sense, coasting through life. They don't really know what they want, or they might say they want something, but they're not really doing anything to get what they want. Or they might say they want something based on because somebody else has it. It's not truly what they want. So sitting in stillness allows you to quiet all of those thoughts and really allow you to tap into who you truly are and what you truly want out of life, which I think is hugely important to really living your best life.
Number three on my list is solitude. So again, this is one that can be combined with the stillness and the silence. Um, but sitting in solitude can look like a variety of different things for me. It can be something as simple as sitting in a room alone, going for a walk alone, which is my personal favorite. Um, a long bath, going on a picnic, eating, you know, eating lunch outside, um, or it can be a little bit more, um, more extreme, whether that is going to dinner alone, going to the movies alone, or taking a trip halfway across the country or the world by yourself, which I have been known to do. Um, so solitude actually helps you remember and kind of tap into things that you may have buried or forgotten about yourself. Um, and you can ask yourself questions like, what do I like? What is it out of life that I like? And what is it that I want to do? And how does something really truly make me feel? So, and it's not decide, it's not deciding your, your thoughts on these questions based on anybody else's opinion. It's not based on your, your, your partner's opinion, your children, your family members or society as a whole. It is really truly tapping into who you are and what you truly want out of life and what steps you want to make to really live the most fulfilled life. Um, so some people might see this as being rude or neglectful or selfish to take, you know, to really start to live a life that's truly just, you know, just for you. And I understand that a lot of us have to take other people into consideration when we're making decisions. But are you taking yourself into consideration when you're making all of these decisions? Or are you basing all of your choices in life on other people? So I'm not saying just to like, forget everybody else and only you know, only do things for yourself, but I want you to include yourself in your decisions that you're making about different things and different, you know, huge things that go on in your life. Um, this, this time in, a, you know, being alone allows your, your heart and your mind to really reconnect and it will bring out the best in you, not only for yourself, but for other people. It will make you a better partner. It will make you a better parent. It will make you a better friend. It'll make you a better coworker. It'll make you pretty much a better member of society as a whole. If you really truly know who you are and what you want and the best and kind of really truly only way to do that is to spend some time by yourself. And again, you can do that with silence and stillness. So number four on my list, stretching. So Stretching, again, is something that can look, I can go several different ways with this. I can do yoga, I can do weightlifting, I can do Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu, I can do Muay Thai training, um, all things that I practice, um, but that would suffice. However, I really like to take the word stretch literally. Stretch means to lengthen, it means to widen, it means to expand. So for me, not only do I use it on the physical side, I like to use it on the mental side as well. So that is expanding my knowledge of something, whether that's reading a book or watching a documentary or reading a report on something, expanding my knowledge to learn something new every day. It can also be something as simple as expanding my tolerance of something. And it can be your tolerance of like cold exposure or heat exposure, something that we've talked about in previous episodes, or it can just be your tolerance for 
you know, not losing your temper or not getting annoyed with somebody or, you know, your tolerance for, I don't know, it could be a variety of things, anything that's, you know, personal to you and something that you have a low tolerance for. I think learning to expand your tolerance for different things is not only healthy for yourself, but again, for others around you. However, as we talked about in episode number nine, uh, setting your boundaries and making sure that your boundaries are listened to when you are expanding your tolerance with things. Another part of that is perspective, expanding your perspective. So for me, this is something I talk about with a lot of my clients. I seek to expand my perspective every single day. I want to know somebody's story and I want to know why they think and feel the way they do. And it's not so that I can agree with them. It's just so that I can understand where they're coming from, understanding how they view the world, because understanding how other people see the world can actually help me live and understand and feel the world better myself. And it's asking questions. It's again, expanding. It's, you know, learning something new and really taking the time to be honest and authentic with, you know, your genuine curiosity of yourself, but also other people and just the world as a whole around you. So stretch allows for, you know, deeper personal growth. You can tap into who you truly are realize what you're capable of because we are capable of so many things. And I feel like we cut ourselves short so often and we don't give ourselves enough credit for truly what we can do in this world. So last but not least, number five, number five is the sky. So the sky, this one's, uh, this one's a favorite of mine. Um, I am known to chase the sun. Um, but not only chase the sun, I'll chase sunsets, I'll chase sunrises, I'll chase moonscapes, I'll chase starry nights just to see as many stars in the sky as I possibly can. However, recently my focus has really been on morning sunlight and evening sunlight and getting that sunlight directly into my eyes. This is hugely important for your sleep cycles. Um, your sleep cycles are completely out of whack for most people. I'm not saying everybody, but for a lot of people, our sleep cycles are completely just off the wall bonkers. How many clients I have come in and I ask them, are you a good sleeper? And they're like, they, they like laugh at me. Um, a huge part of that is our lack of sunlight and our lack of exposure to natural light as a whole. We're under artificial light so often throughout the day that exposing our eyes and exposing our bodies as a whole to natural sunlight helps reset our circadian rhythm, um, that, you know, wake sleep cycle. Not only that, dark skies dark skies are becoming less and less well dark skies are something that are equally as important as a sunny sky dark skies actually help clean the air that we that we breathe in every day but dark skies are also part of the regulating factor in our natural production of melatonin melatonin is something that is highly debated on whether or not is an it is a necessary over-the-counter um, supplement to take to help you sleep. Some say that if you take too much, it will 
prevent you from creating natural melatonin and others say that that is not the case. So the jury's still out on that. But for me personally, why take something synthetic when you can, when you have the natural ability to go outside in the morning and just take the time to spend some time, get the morning rays into, into your eyes. And I'm not saying stare directly at the sun, but just be outside and let the sunshine unobstructedly hit your eyes as well as the evening, uh, evening sunset sun, the, the different color schemes that come from the morning sun and the evening sun help depict different chemical responses in the body. So the morning rays will actually activate your body to say it's time to be awake based on the color spectrum of the rays. And then the color spectrum of the rays at, in the evening sun actually start to tell your body it's time to wind down. That's why sleeping with the sun is one of the most instinctual and ancestral ways of, of living. Um, we always sleep more in the winter and we sleep a little less in the summer makes sense because there's more sunlight in the summertime and less sunlight in the winter. So we're getting more rest in the wintertime. Um, but getting out underneath the sky, not only is it good for the sleep cycle, but just being in nature as a whole. Um, being in nature is one of the best ways to really reset your system. Um, breathing in the oxygen and the air from the trees. Um, is is highly 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 beneficial for the body um it lowers anxiety it lowers your blood pressure um i'm sure many of you have possibly heard of forest bathing and i'm not talking about like going out into the forest you know butt naked i mean if you want to you, you know do whatever you, you knock your socks off literally um but <laughs> uh Going outside in forest bathing is basically being amongst the trees and letting the healing powers of in energy of the trees to kind of really reset your body and regulate your body to a very natural, balanced state of being. So lots of different things that you can do with being um, out under the sky, whether that's for sun, whether that's in nature, under the trees, or even by the ocean. Um, a lot of times, you know, the sound of the ocean can be very therapeutic for a lot of people. So choose how you, in, you know, you interact with the concept of sky because there's a lot of different varieties on how you can um, use it to your benefit. So I, I've been thinking about actually adding a few more of S's to my, to my daily routine. So um, a couple of them are going to be service, sharing, and severing. So I think I'm incorporating sharing pretty well. Um, I haven't figured out a way to, I, I don't think I do it daily, but sharing you know, this podcast that Sarah and I have created um, is definitely a form of sharing um, service. I'm still thinking on that one to figure out how to um, incorporate that into a daily habit and then severing, severing, you know, removing things from my life um, in a world of so much abundance. I think severing is a really healthy thing to consider to kind of go back to a more simple, simplistic and basic way of living. Um, I feel like that is the calling for a lot of people lately. Um, and I'm, that is definitely one aspect that I am more than happy to kind of join in on, um, to really get back to, you know, simplistic, wholesome. I don't want to say traditional, but 
I want to say more ancestral ways of, uh, of living. Um, because really our ancestors, they did a lot of things right. And I feel like we've kind of made things a lot more complicated than what they need to be. So hopefully these five daily habits that I've shared with you today um, are helpful and you can start to incorporate them into your own life. Um, for me, they have been so profound in allowing me to regulate my anxiety, depression loop that I, I have had a tendency to, to get into over the years. Um, I would say in the last three years that I've slowly been incorporating each of these practices, um, that anxiety depression loop cycle has pretty much balanced itself out. I am not on any medication for anything. And I feel like these, these practices have allowed me to go about everything in a holistic, natural way and really grow and figure out who I am as a person and love myself and, you know, just be who I want to be without really caring what anybody else around me thinks of that because other people's opinions of me are none of my business. The only opinion that truly matters is my own. So with that, um, I hope you guys liked today's very short and sweet um, episode on what my daily five habits are for better living. Um, as always, you can find us on uh, on the interwebs, uh, YouTube, Facebook, uh, Instagram, at Upwell the Podcast. You can find myself personally at barefoot.katie. You can find Sarah at Sarah Barons. And as always, guys, take care of yourselves, take care of each other and the world around you. And Sarah and I will be back with you next week. Bye, guys.